You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jesper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 77 of the Am Writing Fantasy podcast. And today's episode is sort of a continuation of last week's episode, where we shared 10 traits that makes a protagonist great. So today we'll do the same thing, but this time it's the antagonist or the villain's turn. And I was so so looking forward to this one. And it ended up being so hard, so much harder than the heroes. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually. But uh, yeah, I hope it's going to be just as much fun as last week. But at least in coming up with the 10 items, that Mm -hmm. was indeed a bit harder. As I said before we started recording, I felt like the first six or seven of them, those were quite easy. But then number eight, nine, and 10 at the bottom end of the list, those were a bit harder. Yeah. I had to think a while about those. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have ha- been happy if we were coming up with the top five <laughs> things for top traits for a villain. But uh, I managed to, I told you this, I, I sat down this morning and stared at my computer until I came up with my final two. I really had to force myself to think this one through. And unlike right. the heroes, I tried to do the heroes like in positive traits, but this one ended up being more the things villains shouldn't be. So we'll have to see how much we overlap this time. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. But anyway, we'll get there. First, how are things on your side of the Atlantic? Uh, It's good, it's good. We we had guests over the weekend, so yeah, yeah, that was quite uh, cozy and and nice to some friends and their kids uh, visiting. Uh, But of course, we couldn't hug each other due to the COVID-19 situation, so... That was a bit weird, but at the same time, at least having friends in the house for after a long while in isolation, that felt a bit like returning to normal, at least. So that was quite nice. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, it's it's good to be able to see people again. And I mean, we haven't, we've seen a few extra people, but it is difficult because I know even my parents had said, you know, someone they hadn't seen happened to be driving by and saw my dad in the yard and instantly went to go hug him. And it's like, he's immunocompromised. You can't do that. You've got to think before you tackle somebody. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But it, it was also when, you know, we had to remind ourselves when they, uh, when, you know, when they entered (laughs) that we couldn't (laughs) hug each other because it feels natural. Like uh, that's, that's what you do. So that was a bit weird, but, uh, but I think other than that, it was it was very nice uh, with a bit of normality in the life again. And uh, but I, I think otherwise, it's just also just been quite a busy week. Uh, I got all my modules of the building course completed. I'm so impressed. So it only took like two years. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so swamped with formatting and creating pictures for the books we're going to be releasing here over the summer that I'm still behind on my modules. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. But in the meantime, I also got started on the self-publishing success course. That's the free course. So I started on that earlier today, and I actually uploaded the first module fully recorded and uploaded to our hosting platform as well. That is fantastic. So. 
Yeah, that's good. So nine more modules to go. (laughs) (laughs) And I would really love it if it would be possible for me to have all of them done before summer holiday hits. But I don't know if that's going to be possible. And then you'll go on holiday and you'll be like, can you build the website while I'm gone? (laughs) So (laughs) I see where this is going. I was planning on doing my world building modules while you were on vacation. So just keep that in mind. Right, (laughs) right, right. Yeah. Well, it's not me. It's more the it's more the listeners who will be That's on your true. back because uh, the sooner you get done, the, the sooner they will have their free course delivered. True, true. I need to clone. I've had several people say I need to clone myself. I think I just need to clone myself. Yeah, it can't be that hard, right? Oh, oh Terrell, there's got to be a magic fairy or something around here who can figure it out for me, or a mad scientist, somebody. <laughs> Put in a put in an ad in the newspaper that you're looking for a mad scientist to clone yourself. <laughs> because I need to get more work done. Yeah. I'll, I'll do See that. See what kind of nut, nut cracks starts uh, responding to that ad. <laughs> it should actually be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, at least we will have some stuff to read out loud on the, on the podcast afterwards. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a Facebook ad. That'll be even more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but how about you then? Have oh. you seen any people or done anything interesting over the last week? Oh, the person who owns the land the cabin is on has had her daughters um, up for um, one's from Georgia and the other's from Boston. And so I've seen them and actually got to give everyone a little bit of a tour of the cabin and the work we did. And then you know what my my big project has been um, three years in the making. I finally put together the trailer to my epic fantasy series. So both trilogies um, combined into one trailer. Cause if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it for everything. And so I'm right. so excited to have that three year task off my back burner list. So that feels really good. Yeah. I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Well, first of all, a huge and very warm welcome to Jeffrey Crosby, who joined yes. us on Patreon. That's right. I saw he joined this last week. So welcome. I hope you're enjoying all the tips that are up there on Patreon and the fun and the exclusive benefits as well. Yeah, there is a, of course, there is a ton of posts there, I think. Patreon has started. I don't know if they've already done. Or always, I meant to say, done this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure, but I I've noticed how if you go to the site when if you're not locked in like like we normally are, then yeah. it will list how many posts are in there in in what kind of categories. And there's like more than a hundred in writing, and uh, I don't know what it was like forty world building, or I I can't remember how many, but it was a lot. Have so, we been that busy? <laughs> I yeah, guess so. The, there's a lot of posts in there that uh, that one can dive into. That's so, uh, so, but that was great. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for for joining. And uh, we also need to give a heartfelt thank you to Said, who yes. increased his pledge and totally made me smile with his um, recent comment. I actually have sa- saved this one, Zaid, because I do. There's a few comments that every once in a while just make you feel like, yeah. And he. Um, I, we were talking about some of his world building because we have a little task world building extravaganza going on on my Monday post. And <laughs> he replied to one of them as such an amazing answer. You rock with a smiley face. I'm like, oh, that's going on my little 
pin board for when I need a smile. So <laughs> thank yeah, you for nice. that. Uh, sometimes it's the short, sweet, enthusiastic and heartfelt ones that just make you kind of like, yeah, I'm saving it. It's awesome. Yeah. So I have to say that uh, it is those of you who choose to help us on Patreon that are the backbone of this show. It truly is. You know, it's you who keep this show going so it means a lot to us that you are supporting us and uh, if you're listening and you haven't yet checked out patreon there's a link in the show notes so please go and check it out you know as a patreon supporter you're getting access to a ton of perks on top of all those uh, stories <laughs> and 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 posts there we just talked about but there's a lot of other perks as well and you get in for just a dollar a month so it doesn't get much more affordable than that. So uh, check it out. It really makes us happy. Yes. Anything from uh, the World Wild Web? World Wild <laughs> Web. Can you say that? <laughs> well, yeah. Now, see, now it's a tongue twister. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. No, I mean, I am writing Fantasy Group has been a ton of fun again this week. Uh, there's been some really good posts and they've been confused continuing with uh, some of their breaking down tropes so it's just uh, again i've only been in a couple times this week it's been such a crazy week but i do love seeing how everyone is interacting and it's a great resource too if you're looking for some tips some feedback uh, just everyone is so nice and responds to all the questions and they're usually answering things before i ever even get in there so it's wonderful platform so come search for us on facebook under am writing fantasy and uh, come check us out and join the group. And on to today's topic. Yeah, so as we talked about <laughs> at the top of the show here, we we did have a lot of fun last week, actually. Yeah. We alternated through our list of 10 traits, and uh, we tried to see how much overlap we had. Yep. So... We, we can do the same this week, but I wonder how much overlap there's going to be. Oh, well, I shit, I said that last week as well. You <laughs> did, but I'm actually agreeing with you this week. I, cause especially because you sounded surprised that mine mine are more what villains shouldn't be. So I'm thinking maybe we won't have quite as much overlap this time. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I After last week's uh, experience, I feel lots, much less confident <laughs> about my ability to... To have this run right because, oh, you know, oh boy, I was wrong last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I don't know. Should I predict how many overlapping traits we have this time? All right. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to go with under 50% this time. So do you want to go with over? You want to switch places from last week? Um, or you so under like what does that mean? Three under, or four? Um, I I think we'll have about 40 to 50% overlapping out of the 20. 20 traits each or 10 traits each to 20 total. I'm saying maybe eight to 10 will overlap. Eight to 10. What do you mean? Yeah, I think um, eight, we'll have eight or, or so. Yeah. Eight. So about four or five of ours will at least. Four overlap. or five. Of them. Yeah. And last week we had seven, was it? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, Six I think it was seven. 13. Cause I added up, you know, oh, 13. Yeah. It was yeah. 13 out of 20 overlapped. So. Right. Yeah, so hmm. Okay, I'll 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 be bold this time. All right. I'll say eleven. Alright, you say eleven. Sounds good. So that means like six out of ten should be overlapping. Yeah. Right? 
and I'm saying four to five. So uh, I'm saying right around. I'm saying a little less than you, eight, eight to, to ten. Yeah, somewhere in there. So we're yeah. still, as usual, we're really close in our guesstimate of how many, much overlap will be. So we'll probably end up with like 20 or something. <laughs> oh, okay. If that happens, then I don't know. I, I will be lost for words for a week if that happens. <laughs> oh, we'll have to give it a go. All right. I started last time. So I think you should kick us off with your number 10. Okay, yeah, I can do that. So you, you'll need to have a notepad there so that you can keep track of our overlapping then. I will. And so again, reader, uh, listeners, if you happen to hear some typing, I'm just trying to keep track of of what we are. And if you if you keep track and find out we're wrong, please let us know <laughs> <laughs> if I miscount. Okay, so I will start with number 10. And uh, I think as well as last time around, let's try to see if we can just share a bit of thoughts about why we picked each sure. one as well. I, th- I think that's helpful. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. So I will start out. And again, as I said in the beginning, the last three ones, that means numbers, spot number eight, nine, and 10, mm-hmm. those were really hard to <laughs> I had trouble finding one. So... I think it gets better the further down to watch number one we get. I but, agree. Uh, yeah. So number 10 was uh, being jealous. Oh, interesting. And yeah, because that one I have, so that's no overlap. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but it's just like being jealous is an emotion we all can relate to. Um, and and an antagonist who is perhaps feeling jealous of what the protagonists have or maybe could be jealous about some of the protagonist's personality traits, you know, that the villain wishes that I could be like this and that or do like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. it. I think it makes the villain instantly relatable right. because, as I said, jealousy is something we all understand. So I think that's a good trait. That is a good... I, I don't disagree, but it's not what I thought of. But yes, it definitely makes them a very relatable person. So, yes, I agree. My number 10 is um, not like a huge one, but it's one, it's definitely a more personal than a more generic, hey, this is a good villain. So, for me, one thing I do love in a really good villain that really kind of makes me like them is sarcasm. Um, Mm. It sounds silly, but I love a good sarcastic villain, someone with like a dry wit. And maybe a well-earned, arrogant air, sort of like they not only think that they're better than everyone else, they've pretty much proven it, and they have the the wit and the sarcasm to remind others with some veiled threats or amused patience, you know? I don't know, it's maybe my little sarcastic, cynical side, but I (laughs) just... Sometimes you get those characters who have that half smile glint in their eye while they're also stabbing you, and I'm like, I love this guy, so... That's one I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree, and I, I especially like you know if, especially in movies, you know mm. if 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 you have this really bad villain there and and it's just like he doesn't care at all. Yeah. You know, you can just see like he's completely unimpressed by <laughs> yes. by the by the hero or the army that is before him oh, or whatever. Yeah. It's just like. Oh, whatever. Your bugs, <laughs> I love I'll that kind of attitude. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I, I, yeah. If I'm ever, a, if I was ever a supervillain, that is totally the persona I want to go for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, we was just. Um, oh, now I shouldn't have thought uh, said that because now I lost. Uh, oh no! A oh, Penny Dreadful. Oh, uh, we just yes. talked about over this weekend that there was a new season of Penny Dreadful. I saw that. I haven't watched it. 
but um, but my, our friends who visited had watched it, and, and they said actually that there was two gods in that new season. So there, was a, there was a good and a bad, or, or a good and an evil god, and they're sort of competing about, you know, well, the evil god is just being really evil and manipulating human or mankind. Oh. So I have to watch that. After he said that, I was like, okay, okay. now I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because we were just looking for a new show. And we've been watch- we just started on Upload, uh, which is quite interesting but i'm gonna add that one to our queue because i did see it and i'd forgotten it come out so thank you yeah you can watch it right after you watch tiger king which you are really trying to avoid i actually have watched up to episode (laughs) four but um that's when adam was away and he doesn't it was better than i thought I will actually finish it. It is better at, than yeah. you think, yes. I will finish it at some point when I'm not torturing my husband because he refuses to have anything to do with it. So got to find okay. some quiet time. Right. <laughs> so for sarcasm, right. that's not one you have, so there's no overlap? No, I don't think so. So that's really. so far. No, zero for zero. All right. Wow. On to nine. This is, uh, this is unusual. It, this is gonna, <laughs> no, but this is going to end up just like last week. Last week, I was way off in my prediction, and now I'm going to be way off again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, so you want to have my number nine? Yes, let's go for it. Okay, Vengeful. Ven- Ooh, that's an interesting one. I think this is a good one. You know, wow. Somebody who has an axe to grind, it's, it's a believable person, mm-hmm. but also interesting uh, because... When they are vengeful about something, we also want to understand why and we want to learn what happened to the person. So I think that's a good trait for a villain. That is a very good trait. And I had something maybe similar, but it's not really close enough. So I'm going to say no overlap. But Oh, my God. I know. This is so weird. We Again, I think it's because we struggled so much with this one after... we out of sync, you know. Freezing through... There's something wrong here. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a Monday, but it's always a Monday. So, hey. All right. Yeah. So, nine... My number nine is smart. And I don't just mean clever, but I mean, like, truly intelligent to the point of devious and outthinking the author because goodness knows I had a villain, um, one of my favorite villains, and I could he was always outmaneuvering me. I thought he was going to win the entire trilogy, so I really <laughs> did not trust him except to trust him that he'd figure out what he was doing and tell me eventually. Right. So if this is, especially if you think about it logically though, if this is, if your villain, your antagonist is a figure who's like risen far from the ranks, like maybe started as a peasant and risen up through the government or something like that. That is someone who is going to be able to outfox just about anyone to have come so far. So I right. really like a master chess player of who's doing the long game and can handle the short game. That's just yes. so impresses me when I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah, I think we'll have some overlap there. Okay, uh, some overlap. So finally, we got one. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we. I think I haven't worded it exactly like that, okay. but I think it's close enough right. to some of my other ones. All right. So I put. All right, but number eight right. is persuasive. Ooh, I like that because I mean there, there's a few of the traits on my list yet to come mm-hmm. here that will complement this one. So I hope it's not too much of a cheat no, <laughs> because I I, if there's too much overlap with one some of my other ones. But but I just think that you know a villain who is able to give a logical argument as to why it is necessary to do what he or she is doing it just works wonders in 
showing the reader that this is, um, you know, this is a real person. It doesn't mean that the reader has to agree with the logical argument, but it's just like as long as you can follow the logic behind it, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah. I, I really like that um, because it's, it shows the real person behind yeah. the scheming and whatnot, right? So I like that. I like that too. I, I'm trying to decide if it's similar to one I have or not. We'll have to decide when we get there. But... um okay. Yeah, and I kind of did the same thing. Some of mine kind of build off of each other. And I wasn't trying to treat, cheat as well, but I thought there was kind of different different veins or flavors. Yeah, yeah, it's a different one. So, And some of mine, I don't have good solid words like persuasive for some of mine. Maybe I just wasn't trying hard enough, but my <laughs> number eight, mine are <laughs> phrases. Um, so my number eight is committed to what they are seeking. I mean, they are so committed, right. they would give up their mother, their best friend, their lover to achieve whatever their goal is. And they would do it without any hesitation or quaffing. They would be like, sacrifices must be made. You're it. So forth. Bye-bye. Um, I like that level of commitment. They don't sit there and go, oh, God, am I, is this the right thing to do? They just do it. Yeah. Score. Yeah. Another one. Another point for me. I think I have that. Oh, as well. right. Excellent. That's so encouraging. We have some overlap going on. So we're getting closer to, I need to get to 11. I don't want to be uh, off one more week now. <laughs> After I miscalculated last week, I want to have this one right. All right. We'll so see. I need to get to 11. All right. What am I at now? You're, we're at um, one, two, two. Two? That's all oh I'm counting God. is two. That's a long way to eleven. <laughs> We're only on seven. There's hope. Okay. So number seven is likable qualities. Oh. And this is sort of a flipping it, the whole thing on his head, I guess. But I think it's a good one because the bad guy who isn't bad all the time. It's a much more complex character, and I really like it when the bad guy all of a sudden does something that is quite likable. Mm -hmm. And then the next moment he's back to being a bad guy. <laughs> but I, I really think that that works well um, because nobody's bad all the time for just the sake of being bad. So I like that. Yes, and definitely overlap. I have a word it's slightly different, but hey, we got that one in common. Uh, so that's good. Getting closer. Yeah, so my number seven is, um, again, a phrase, <laughs> but a character who is not just evil because the author needs an evil character to pit the heroes against. And then they just go and they give them like every bad trait they could think of, like she just eats babies or kicks puppies or starves dragons or whatever. But I don't like just a list of evil for the sheer sake of making someone horrid that you'll just hate. They should have an actual personality and arc, reasons for doing what they do, mm -hmm. and all of those mm -hmm. things. So I just I still think even um about the Star Wars and the evil empire and. I mean, I think it took until maybe the Clone Wars and stuff, or you know, you assume the Dark Jedi, Dark Force is is the reason this is evil. But honestly, I I still feel like I'm missing something. Like why they're so evil? There's people in the evil Empire who seem pretty decent. So I don't know which side we're supposed to be rooting for. There seem to be heroes that aren't that decent. So what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. I think we have some overlap there as well, but let's see. All right. You can't make that up just because you want to win. 
Uh, can I? No. I can just start saying, which one was the second one you had before? And then, yeah, yeah, I think that too. That's my next one. You keep asking, what's the count now? Okay, I need two more. Yeah, Yeah, no. Uh Uh-huh, I'm gonna, yeah. I might not give you the real count, so you watch out. If you hear some typing, that's just me correcting my my notes here to something else. Okay. All right, number six, yes. unethical. Ooh. Uh, so I think we actually have some overlap here. It's just just the words that we've chosen to it uh, for it, basically. But you know, great villains they tend to do terrible deeds. Yes. But what makes it work is when the villain firmly believes, like sincerely believes, that the end goal just justifies the means, so that the antagonist will you know well basically put aside normal moral conducts or moral considerations and just feel like this doesn't apply to him or her that that really becomes a pretty frightening character (laughs) when they do stuff like that and what you know what's really interesting about your number six (laughs) Mm -hmm. is it's pretty much my number six (laughs) I oh cool! I didn't. I like that double score. Yeah, double double. That should give a bonus point. So if we end up at ten, then it counts as eleven because this is a bonus. Uh, maybe it kind of goes both ways. But I guess yeah, it's because I I phrase it as just fully believes what he or she is doing is right. And again, I don't mean it that they're necessarily that they don't think that they're evil, but that what they are doing is the right thing to do. And it's really the hero that's upsetting the balance of how things must be in their eyes. But yeah, just that total commitment of what I'm doing is the right thing to do. So I think it's almost exactly a phrase you used in there. So I think we're pretty much on par for that one. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting closer. Yes, you are. Uh, you might still. You might get this one. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be embarrassing, and I can't sleep tonight. Well, we'll probably but, end uh, up like I said. Well, we can't end up end up at eighteen, but we'll probably end up at like twelve or fifteen, just to spite us both. Okay. At least then I'm closer this week That's than true. Uh, <laughs> last week. I was so bad. Uh, okay, number five is past wounds. So what I mean by that is an antagonist who has suffered something in the past, you know, it's probably some emotional wound um, and then how that informs the way he or she behave in the present. I think that also makes for a compelling villain. Mm -hmm. Um, It also gives the reader a plausible explanation as to why this person behaves the way he or she does. And but I have to say you also have to be careful and come up with something good here, you know, something a bit original, because yeah, yeah, the the kid who lived in the street uh, and was an orphan or whatever, you know, that's just I'm I've grown pretty tired of those, so I don't think that's a good past wound. So you have to try to find something that hasn't been seen a million times before. But but if you can do that, I think it gives a good origin story for the villain but it also gives a good explanation as to why they might think a bit differently than the rest of us now see i'm wondering if is it possible to have an anti-overlap that might erase a point uh only (laughs) if we are 12 then it will count because then we get to 11 so (laughs) then absolutely but it's only something i can answer in hindsight i don't know yet Uh, if it's possible it should be a double anti-overlap because my number five is not just evil because of a past trauma. So All I right. prefer a failed character arc, even if it's a 
character art we arc we haven't seen in the current book something that happened before the story started but sort of like where the character made a they had a choice of like the good internal motivation but they chose to go with like power or fame or control instead of doing the good mm-hmm. thing protecting mm-hmm. the weak or something like that so um so for mm-hmm. me like someone abusing the character as a child is not a good an excuse to be evil as an adult i just i want to see a series of bad choices and bad decisions that went wrong that led them to do increasingly evil or misguided things. I like that set of series and not just, oh, this event happened in the past and therefore I'm bad. I'm kind of, to me, it's almost like a victim mentality. And I want to see someone who's just taken the wrong turn, even in despite themselves, I guess. I like a more nuanced mm. growth. So almost the opposite of yours, if I'm reading it correctly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually agree with what you're saying. Uh, I don't know if it's completely opposite because it's more like, okay, so yeah, I don't want to <laughs> go with the orphan kid who lived in the right. street, right? But but okay, so something terrible happened. And so it more becomes like your coping mechanism for how you survived, you know. So, okay, something bad happened and I tried to do the nice thing and I tried to talk to the people or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Nothing happened. It didn't help me. Then I beat them up, and that actually helps. <laughs> so, you know, something like that, right? And, and then it builds on on top of each other because then then I start incorporating into my mindset that oh, okay, if if I need to if I need to get my way, I need to beat people up. And then you do that as a child, and then you know when you get older and you get adult, then it, it sort of accumulates into nastier, nastier things um, yeah. that you or the villain is doing there. Yeah, but, uh, so maybe it is an overlap because we're basically ba- both saying that maybe there was something that started the tendency towards the evil side. You need some sort of trigger, right? Trigger. I mean, and then after that, though, it, that's not the only excuse. They also continue on a path that makes that, develops that, makes it more nuanced and keeps reinforcing it into this evil character so i guess it is the same and again on the exact same number which is kind of funny yeah yeah well we'll see where we end up and then we'll decide if it was the same or if if it needs to add or subtract <laughs> okay it depends on where we end all right if we add 10 or 12 in the end then <laughs> <laughs> we'll see all right all right number four uh this is intelligent Ooh. Uh, and I find this one important. Uh, it's very much along the same lines as what you've said already, yeah. uh, because I don't think that there's anything scary about a villain who just keeps doing stupid mistakes and, you know, the chips keeps falling into the hero's favor. That's really annoying. Uh, I don't like that as a reader, and it's incredibly frustrating. But a villain who is extremely intelligent and outmaneuvers everybody at every turn, that's just... I love yeah, that stuff. Definitely. And yes, that's why it was my number nine, but it's uh, to me a very, it's just an important feature to have in a villain. And that's why I probably made it to your number four. Yeah. And what's funny is my number four was pretty much your number seven. So mine is has good traits. So that relates to, be- oh, it relates to what okay. I said before about believing what they're doing is right, but they earnestly believe they have the answer to an important question or they are the only one who is powerful in, or can get this done right. You know, or like mm-hmm. you said, maybe they love someone or they're kind of children or misfits, but there's truly something deeply decent 
somewhere in them. Right. I think that's so right. important because no one, no one is so hundred percent truly evil. Um, maybe if you're writing Christian lit or a religious lit and you have to have a devil that is truly, truly, truly all encompassing evil. But heck, I mean, even if you watch supernatural, most of the devil characters on there are actually kind of likable. So <laughs> um, mm. it's just kind of the world right now. We see things gray. I, think that's important but it also balances it also balances it outright yeah, yeah. and it, because it, it makes for more like three-dimensional character if, if you also have some good traits absolutely in there. and I, again i think it's interesting to have a character an evil character that's more nuanced and it, they feel more real because again not everyone is that bad no okay we're into top three yes, now we are i'm not going to count up how many we Getting have serious We've had quite a few overlaps recently, so we'll have to see how this ends. <laughs> yes. So let's see if we can agree in the top All three. All right. So my number three is formidable. Ooh, that's an interesting one. And yeah, the and the, the word formidable doesn't have to be understood as raw strength. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. It it can also relate to well, some of the stuff we already talked about, so being like exceptionally cunning. Uh, but it could also be a person who has great wealth and a lot of resources at their disposal, mm-hmm. something that just makes them a formidable, um, well, not villain, but more opposition to the hero as such, so that it adds tension, and the more tension we get, the better the story we have. Yes. Right? So formidable is a very good thing. I, that's going to be another one where I might have to ask the question of, do we have an anti-overlap? But... Uh, it's not my number three. Oh. We'll come back to it soon. Obviously, we only have three okay. left. So my number three is, again, this is where I'm starting to get into the negatives. Um, my number three is, main, they may not be evil at all. My favorite villains are not necessarily evil. I mean, I truly love a good antagonist that is almost like a competitor to the protagonist. Uh, so they can just be taking a different approach on what needs to be done. And it's more like a race to see who can get the upper hand and solve the issue first. Cause to me, not every story has to be good versus evil to make it full of tension. Not every hero has to be a hundred percent justifiably correct and right and good. So it's sort of the, Hey, you know what? Your hero, your villain does not need to be necessarily evil. They can just be a very nuanced character in a different position with a different take on things. And it's just not working for your hero. Whatever they believe maybe works for their set of people, but it doesn't work for the set of people that the hero is from. And so that's where the clash is. They're right in their own, each in their own way, but by being right, they're hurting each other somehow. Those are much more nuanced novels, but I do find them engaging. Oh, very interesting. I think that overlaps. Oh, no. So, okay. <laughs> interesting. All right. So I'll put an overlap and I'll leave my question mark with your formidable to see if it is like one of my final two. We'll have to answer that soon. Okay. Yes. Okay. My number yeah. two is one that you have more or less already said word by word, <laughs> oh. I think. <laughs> Uh, I just probably labeled it differently. I called it determination. Um, but this is basically just the villain who is unyielding. Ah, you know, somebody nice. who will pursue a goal until the very end, no matter what it yep. takes. And that is pretty yep. scary. And 
that's what you already said as yes, well. Definitely. Just someone who is committed, I think is what I put it. Yes. All right. So yes. definitely an overlap there. So my number two, and this is my anti to your formidable, is not all powerful. So I think I've seen it more that the opponent is the villain's too formidable. But I like ones who are not all powerful. They're, you know, either whether you're calling magic, power, wealth, there's they're also working in a system of constraints. Plus, they have to be able to be defeated. So they have some weakness, blind spot, or arrogance that's going to leave them exposed. So that's my number two, is that they're not all powerful. So they're not 100% formidable. So I don't know, is that an overlap but, or is that a not an overlap? But, but does formidable necessarily mean that you're all powerful? No, not necessarily. That's why I'm thinking it's not quite the same thing. So we might not have an overlap there. It's similar, but different. Yeah, no, I, I think you're saying something slightly uh, different, to be honest. Uh, I didn't mean mine to sound like you have to be unbeatable right. or something like that. That was not the point of it, but I think still you might be saying something slightly All different. Right. So we're going to call those no overlaps, but they're pretty, they're almost along the same veins where, you know, there's this, they are incredibly challenging on one hand, but on the other, they have weaknesses as well. So they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Difficult. <laughs> but okay. Is it I number think we're one? On number one. All right. This will be interesting. What is your number Ooh. one answer? Yeah. So this was the one that I found most important out of all the traits to give to a oh, villain. Oh, yeah. And I called this one motivation. Oh, nice. And what I meant by that was, you know, an antagonist who clearly knows what he or she wants, that's just a lot more interesting. And again, it is overlapping some of the stuff you said earlier. So one is never evil for the sake of being evil. So a good antagonist who believes in what he or she is doing is very important. And also the fact that the antagonist will see him or herself as the hero yes. while thinking that the protagonist is the real mm -hmm. villain. So it's one of those eye of the beholder kind of things that you have already mentioned. Yes, as that's well. when I really, when, they, yeah, when the villain truly believes what they're doing is right and justifiable and it's the hero who's the evil one. I just, and you get sucked into their mindset almost. Uh, that is a fantastic yeah. character. That's the way it, it should is. be. Okay, I kind of cheated because my number one is very similar to my hero number one. And that it is, again, that you can take these lists and all these ideas, but what I want is a well-developed, a fully developed character. And with an antagonist, I actually really like a point of view character. Because like I just said, I want to be sucked into their mind. I want to see the world through their lens and see... It makes me question what you know the hero is seeing. Is it right? I like that kind of internal tension of getting to decide who is the right, right. viewpoint. So I don't want them to have all the traits we listed, which some of them kind of do contradict each other. So they shouldn't just be the list of these, well, not quite 20, but 20 different traits. Uh, they should be something unique. And again, I mean, one of my favorite villains actually ends up joining the heroes in the second trilogy because he was such a cool character. He's still not good, but he's still not evil. He's just very complex. And I guess if I could have chosen one mm. word for a character for a villain, 
complex maybe should have been my number one choice. Yeah, that yeah, that's also a good one. All right. Well, do I? Is it time to add up? So, what's the All score? Right. Well, that overlap. Um, my number one. Does that count as an overlap or not? Hmm. Um, I'll decide once I know what the score <laughs> is. Fine, I'll put a question mark. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, Whoa. thirteen. Um, 13. 13 out of the 20. Which is the exact same as last week. What? Really? Yeah, we had 13 out of 20 last week. I hadn't expected that. No, to be I honest. didn't either. I thought we'd be further apart. So, and as usual, we tended to agree to, with each other about the ones we chose, <laughs> including Complex, the one that my 11th one I've thrown out there. <laughs> oh, right. that's too funny. Oh, interesting. So, we're consistent. But I feel good. All right. This went a lot better than last yes, week. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed a little higher. I wouldn't have guessed 13, but that is hilarious that we're totally consistent. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> even though even though creating these lists felt a lot harder than It really last did. Week. Last week I sent you so... Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero. I couldn't no pop songs came in my head. Maybe if anyone listening has a good villain theme song, just please go ahead and put it in the notes. We obviously need some villain. Yeah, I would yeah like to we need some villain-inspired yeah. music. Yeah, what what would be a good villain song? Mm-hmm. You know, hit us up on in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or in the comment sections here on the podcast, whatever, you know, I would like to know what, what's a good villain yeah, song. that would be a good one. I think that's what we're lacking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, you know, take from this this list of 20 different things where 13 of them was <laughs> yes. overlapping very close to what I said. <laughs> the, it's just, I just had to put that in there just in case anybody was doubting. Jesper, but it's very close to what I said. Let me make it official. Jesper won this week. I won last week though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think never nevertheless you know take what you can from from these 20 items and use it as inspiration i think overall the antagonist is a critical yes. part of any story and he or she is the one who forces the hero to find smart and clever ways to solve his or her problems uh, and can also at times serve as the catalyst for the character arc so all of what we talked about here is actually really important absolutely and hey sometimes by seeing the antagonist lens maybe the character the hero will grow and see a bigger version of the world than they would have otherwise absolutely true so take what you can from this and next monday autumn and i will discuss whether or not marketing counts as working on your author Hmm. business or not If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.